Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your co-host Lounge Dog flying solo today because Colton Watson had he had some priorities to take care of this evening, so y'all be riding with me as I preview the Vanderbilt Commodores game as we try to see the Mississippi State bounce back from what was a uninspiring performance against the Tide. So we're going to look into see what we got with the Commodores and see how, how it turns out. Okay. So what we got here is not, let's preview let's preview Vanderbilt. Their wins are UConn and Colorado State. Safe to say, nothing impressive at all. And basically, and then they're they're all they basically lost everybody by good margin, except for South Carolina last week. They put up a fight. They they actually could have won that game. So that. From what I've seen, they've made improvements under uh, their new head coach and then compared to Derek Mason. Their average margin of victory is two and a half, but their margin of defeat is by four touchdowns at 28.6. The offense, nothing, just pretty pretty terrible, about 14 point three points a game which is 127th in the NCAA 100, about 198 passing yards per game and about 112 rush yards per game which in which they get about one and a half touchdowns per game their offense they've had five fumbles and nine interceptions so they're turnover prone but a big factor here that we see is their starting quarterback Ken Seals who apparently likes to lead the group on the dugout and act, act like an idiot is out for the day out for the game so their backup's going to be Mike Wright his stat so far on the season he, or, so far he has 301 yards and 6.8 yards Per, he has 6.8 yards per attempt with two interceptions and two touchdowns. He, he also can he can run the ball, 36 rushing attempts for 139 yards. And then, But their lead running back, is, his name's Rocco Griffin. He has 284 yards on... on but only like 3.5 yards per attempt, so nothing, nothing great, nothing to brag about. And he has two two touchdowns. Another guy they have is uh, Ramon Davis. He has 211 yards on 4.8 yards per attempt, and then one touchdown. But their best receiver his name is Will Shepard. 34 catches for 453 yards, which he has about 13.3 yards per reception with three TDs. And there's number two receiver, Chris Pierce, who has 31 catches for 338 
yards. So he's getting about a little under nine yards per reception and a touchdown. And then they got – we could tell that they don't use their tight ends very much, which they only have six catches from for the whole season. So kind of sum up the offense, it's – it's basically like watching 08, the Sylvester Kroon West Coast offense. It's, you have to you have to literally have a breakdown in the breakdown to, for them to score points on you. It, but I, I after what we saw last week, I think Zach Arnett will I think he'll put them in the right place, make sure their gap sound. Now about the, the about the Vandy defense, they're giving up 34 points per game, which is 112th in the NCAA, and about 261 yard passing yards per game, then 189 rushing yards per game. They have 17 passing touchdowns and 12 rushing touchdowns. So they're giving up a little, a little over four touchdowns per game, and they and they do not get pressure on the on the quarterback. They only have four sacks on the whole season. So, and I like how Carolina played. Besides the Alabama game, basically the past three to four weeks. So I think I think our safe to say our O line will hold up this week. They have 32 tackle for losses. And then, which is about four and a half per game. But we're not going to present too many, we're not going to present too many chances for tackle for losses. As y'all know, Will Rogers likes to get the ball out quick. See... They'll, they have they have forced ten turnovers. They have two fumbles and eight interceptions. So they're up. They're opportunistic to say the least. So we gotta make sure Will Rogers protects the ball. Just don't just don't get sloppy with it. And there's a, and then one of their one of their leading tacklers is Anthony Orgy Orgi. Yes, fifty-two tackles and seven and a half tackles for loss, which is pretty good. Another, another one of their best players, Ethan Barr, fifty-one tackles and one and a half tackles for losses and two interceptions. So they got a, one or two playmakers on the defensive side, but as a collective group, nothing right home about. So. I believe I believe we if we stick to our game plan and get back to just doing what we do best maybe a quick game and then take some shots but again as we've been beating this dead horse you have to protect the ball can't can't give this team more opportunities because you let them hang around that gives them more confidence, and then you never know. Crazy things happen, to say the least. And so, 
like I said, they played a decent game against USC, but USC's running backs were limited. They missed some really bad tackles. And, uh, so, I mean, they Vanderbilt had opportunities in that game, but they squandered them. And then when then South Carolina basically they actually made big plays when they had to and took took the game over in the la- like the last couple of minutes. See, yeah. So basically, the key is I want to see I want to see a bounce back from the defense. I, we need to get Aaron Brulee going. I just think he he's been too quiet this year, and I feel like he he needs to make he's supposedly one of the leaders of the defense, but he's been too quiet for my liking. And I want to see us put I want to see us get pressure on the on the quarterback without having to blitz. We because one too many times if you have to blitz, you're going to get burned like we did against uh, Alabama. And some sometimes that works. Sometimes you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So I just want to see more pressure with a three man rush, or maybe a, or something like that. Just so. But here we're gonna look at the picks. Well, so we're gonna be. Oh, my bad. I forgot about my free money segment. All right, guys. Here's my free money segment. Take the... Let's see. What was it? Take the L... Take the I think LSU is plus I think it's gone up to plus nine LSU and Ole Miss. See, let me reconfirm that. Been on been on a winning streak recently, so we're just I'm trying to help y'all out here. All right. See, ooh, that Cincinnati Navy take take that Cincinnati minus twenty eight against Navy. Navy obviously Navy's not Navy. They can't even option the football of any anything. So, and of course Cincinnati's got obviously a lot to play for. So. Take that Cincinnati minus twenty eight. See. Take that. A lot of a lot of tricky games here. Ooh. Yeah. Maryland, Minnesota. 
Give me the under 53 and a half in Maryland, Minnesota. That's going to be a that's going to be a pretty dog fight. That you know how Big Ten games are. They slug fest. So take the under in Maryland, Minnesota, fifty three and a half. So as I gave you the three, it was oh. See, oh, it's down to seven and a half. Ooh. Well, in that game, take the under 76. Take the under in the Ole Miss-LSU game. Ole Miss, Ole Miss recently hadn't been able to, but in conference play, haven't, they haven't reached that total in the 70s. Uh, and I feel like LSU's got a competent enough defense to keep them from scoring 45 maybe. It also depends if Matt Corral is able to play. Lane Kiffin's playing is holding his cards clutch to the vest, so we'll see how that turns out. But I'm also tempted to take Vandy plus 20 and a half. That's that's a large number for us. That This might be my bonus pick. Take Vanderbilt plus twenty and a half. I don't think we cover it. That that that's too that's too large of a number for us. So that that's your free money. That's your free money segment. Listen to me, don't put it in parlays. Play it as individuals. You'll be a lot better off. I'm usually five I usually above I have a winning record at the end of the week. So just that's your free money segment <laughs> alright so who we got so we got the picks alright so Colton sent me in his his picks so he, put, he took Bama he took So we both took, we were both taking Bama. We're ta- both taking Arkansas, and we're both taking Texas A and M. And he said he was taking Ole Miss, and I will have to agree with him. I t- I'm taking Ole Miss because. It's going to be a big day up there. They're retiring Eli's jersey. Makes me want to barf. And, uh... But, I mean, I hope I'm wrong, too. I mean... I mean, mostly I hope I'm wrong. I'll be honest with you, I hope both both teams lose. That's some... Those those are two programs. I wish Dave's had stayed a dumpster fire. I know y'all are going to agree with me. So. And then. I'm. Our score predictions for our game. I'm going like. 31-14. Let's see. What was. 
Colton's Oh, Colton's score prediction was 38-13. So he expects us to look dang good. So I just know I I'd say I'd like to see a score thirty eight, but we'll see. And uh so but in the end so we're I think it, the only chance of him catching ground on me after this week is the if he gets his score closer than me because yeah, like we showed, we both all picked the same game. There wasn't too many interesting, wasn't too many games in the SEC this week. So, but I'm sure that'll pick up next week. I know. So, but anyways, well, I hope y'all enjoyed this solo ride with Lounge Dog. Get kind of a short short episode I know y'all love to hear my, me talk blabber for 15-20 minutes maybe and uh, kind of give you a brief summary of the game and like I said I'm really here to help you get free money if y'all are one of those degenerates like me but if y'all listen to this and have any gambling questions just tech, just tweet me I'll give you free advice. So signing off. This is Lounge Dog. Y'all get ready for the y'all get ready for the big game tomorrow.